1: beautiful people, and you hope that one day you have the opportunity to get to meet them. Well this is what I've heard of Peter Jackson, Uh, he's a man in our own city who has gone through a lot. He has served in a couple of important churches here in Perth, and we are connected more than we realize, but a lot of this will be unfolded as we uh, embark on retrieving his story. So tonight at Kingdom Stories from the Ananda, we are privileged to have Peter Jackson, welcome to the show.
0: Lovely to be here,
1: Nathaniel. Well, you probably don't know, but um, we bought Shiloh, uh, the Romanian Pentecostal Church, which I was part of. Yes. And that's where you served for a while, quite some time in Belga.
0: There's a story there too.
1: There's many stories. You know we had John Finkeldi here, didn't you? Yes, know I know. Oh, yes. you've seen that?
0: I've seen that. I haven't seen it, but okay. I know that he's here. he came, yes.
1: So what's the story of uh, Shiloh?
0: Well, <coughs> I was... Um, I was a children's pastor at Shiloh mm-hmm. and I'd been there 12 years and I basically was working in all the schools yes. in Belgrade. I was a scripture teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran a kids' club on a Friday night in the church. Yeah. Um, I used to run camps for kids. So I, I, I was basically in all the schools in that area. Mm-hmm. And then when John said that he was going to sell the church... <gasps> I was Thinking, oh, this is hard because I'm you know, I've been here, I've been You're in part North of the Sabbath, yeah. And uh, so every time I heard that John was going to sell the church, I thought, oh. but anyway, that happened. Um, but I was really praying, yes, uh, what did God want me to do? Mm-hmm. Um, when the church was sold, yeah. And that's I've got a bit of a story there, too. But uh, yeah, after let's that, let's start with that, yeah. Well, after. You know, when the church was being sold, I thought, well, Lord, what what do you want me to do? Anyway, uh, I really prayed and fasted and sought the Lord. Anyway, I finished up uh, resigning and uh, I went out by faith. I didn't have a wage. John was happy with it. So I I had a ministry called Sunshine Children's Ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, John was very good. You know, they gave me some finance and... uh, John told me how to go to all the churches and ask if they'd support me. Sure. And, uh, but it was a bit hard for me, but I still kept in that area. I yes. Had an, I think a Church of Christ gave me an office. Yeah. And um, I still went into the schools. I yes. was a chaplain in a couple of primary schools in the area. So, yeah, but, yeah, it was, it was but, but the Lord was very faithful. Natalia. Yeah. He was very faithful. But that was a, a bit hard for me course. But that was okay, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, 12 years of, of ministry, it's it's part of your identity, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: well, going into all these schools and I could teach scripture, I was yeah. in front of these kids regularly, telling them about the Lord. Um, yeah, but anyway, I kept doing it. But anyway, God was very faithful.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. Well, where did it all start for you? Um... Born what, in Perth?
0: Uh, yes, I was a local. Was, yeah, uh, that's what I love. Yeah, uh, I lived in a suburb called Rivervale. Yes, uh, close to town. And, uh, yeah, no brothers or sisters. Um, but I was a bit of a sports person. Uh huh. You know, I uh, used to go and play cricket with all the local kids and uh, play football.
1: As you do. Yeah,
0: so... Um, I lived in Rivervale for 20 years
1: first 20 years of your life first 20 years of my life well, what were your parents doing uh,
0: my father he worked in the Navy he, he was a uh, um, think, in the land Navy land Navy mm-hmm. um, yeah he was a he was a good man he, uh, he used to attend a local Anglican church yep and that's where I uh, that's where I used to go mm-hmm um, I went to the local SEBs, Church of England Boys Society. Uh, I was also in the Scouts. Um, uh, yeah, I was sort of out there because, because when you're by yourself.
1: Yeah, you needed you, friends, you need activities. Yeah, you have to get out there. Yeah. I'm a
0: bit of that sort of person, mm. you know, just get out there and do my thing, played a bit of golf, you know, used to go down the local park and hit a few golf balls.
1: Did you make friends easy?
0: Yeah, I think I'm quite a friendly, you know. My heart is—I've uh, always been a bit of a people person, Natal. Yeah. You know, I like people. Still do like, still like people. And I used to get out there. I played uh, played for local cricket team, uh, also local footy team. I mean, I wasn't a star, but I used to get out there and you know enjoy the game. You know, yeah. have have fun. You know, yeah. have fun. So I did that. Uh, when I was, um, I went to Governor Sterling, mm-hmm. uh, did my, um, uh, leaving certificate there and then I went to, um, Greylands Teachers College. Okay. I did two years there, which was lovely. It was, a, a lovely college. I mean, there was about, um, 60, 60 young men. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lots of young ladies and we, you know, we did our studies and, um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. I was a little bit different, Nathaniel. Primary
1: school teaching?
0: Primary school teaching, yeah. Mm. I mean, quite a lot of the other guys had cars. Yes. But I, I actually used to ride a bike.
1: From Rivervale? From Rivervale. Bit different. Good good 15Ks. Well, it was a long
0: way through the city, uh, but um, I was pretty fit. You yeah. Know? I think in my second year, I actually bought a car. Mm. But... Um, that was a lovely... Uh,
1: Back then, you didn't do, do it for sport. You did it for commuting, I whereas was, nowadays yeah. people do it for sport.
0: Yeah, well, I was very fit, you know, yeah. and uh, I enjoyed it and uh, used to see different people along the bus stops as I was going and say hello, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I got my first teaching job Yes. in a place called Caliberon.
1: Calaberry or Calaberry? Caliberon. Calaberry. Caliber- about
0: three, three hours from Perth.
1: East. East, yeah. And, is that on a train line? Yes, so, it is. To Old Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And um, it was a, a grade three class, all right? Grade three. This is this quite an interesting <laughs> story here. Only eight-year-old kids. And, um, I mean, back then I was 20. I had no girlfriend, you know, had lovely parents. But I used to... I loved that class, Yeah, you know, that class... First, first class. First class. You never class. forget it. And halfway through the year... I got a letter from the government saying that I'd been called up mm-hmm. into the army. At that stage, Australia yeah. was in Vietnam. Oh. This is 1967. Mm. Right, so, halfway through the year, got a letter saying, Peter, you've been called up into the army. And um, I suppose I was a bit of a patriot, you know, you don't. As you are. As you are, you know, 20. And uh, uh, yeah, but I remember the last day. Nathaniel, the last day of school, I had to wear sunglasses
1: because you wept so much.
0: Because those kids meant so much to me, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, they're only and, yeah. and this is very interesting, Nathaniel. I can remember the names of those kids wow. because because when I I did go to Vietnam, some of those kids wrote to me, mm. and when I came back from Vietnam. These kids were two years older. I brought them presents, like dolls and helicopters, yes. Yes. and I actually went back to the school and I gave all those kids a present. Wow! But that was very special, and so yeah. So um, yes. Yeah, so that was nineteen. How many
1: kids were in the class? Eight, ten? Oh,
0: about twenty-five. Oh, full yeah, class. And I still remember some of their names.
1: A lot of them were indigenous, right? A few, a, a few, few indigenous. The t- was there a mining, or what was there?
0: No, no, it's just a farming, yeah, a farming town. Farming. Just town. a farming town. And, um, yeah, so 1967, a uh, lovely year. I used to, you know, some of the parents back then, they would invite you into their homes, you know, for... Um, tea. Yeah, for tea and, uh, you know, I played foot in the local team and... Uh,
1: so it was a strong town, a strong oh, community.
0: Absolutely lovely town. And so I don't forget this. A couple of years ago, I rang the principal of Caliberon, right? right? This was only a few years ago. And I said, uh, look, your town means so much to me. I'd love to come back to Caliberon and I'm happy to go into every class and I would tell the kids about my story a little bit about my Vietnam. It was like Anzac Day. Yes. And I'm happy to come to the school and I'll go into every class and I'll, I'll tell the kids... About my Vietnam story, but um, which I did. I th- probably thought I was a little bit silly, but uh, in a bit, that's how much the town meant to me. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I did. So not- what is
1: this Vietnam story? Now, now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our audience wants to listen yeah. to to Pretty it as well. short.
0: Now we go into that. Well, it, uh, this is quite a, this is quite funny too because I was in the um in I was in the infantry. I don't know if you know much about the army, but guns. Yeah, so we basically spent, I was in, it's called 9 Battalion. I spent a whole year basically in the jungle, right? Mm -hmm. And the whole aim was to kill the enemy. Now, jungle's very thick. Now, and I've told this story in many schools. Um, I had a bullet in my rifle. By the way, I'm not a killer. I'm quite a peaceful person. But I think the Lord was so good to me, Nathaniel, because I had a bullet in my rifle. yes. And I never fired a shot. Please go. You know why? Because I never saw anyone to shoot. Mm. And um, I was very fortunate. Uh, at different times, we had sort of like called heavy fighting where we met the enemy, but we all had turns to go back to base. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, when the heavy fighting was on, it was my turn. Yes. And only once did I get—I got shot at by a sniper. I was—I was—I cro- was crossing a log. And. Um, a uh, hundred men in my um, company, one by one across the log. I'm not the best at heights, so it's my turn to cross the log. And yes. dead quiet in the jungle. So there I was on the log, and an enemy machine gun opened up. Mm. And you know, my first thought, Natalia, was he'd want to shoot me. Isn't that silly? Anyway, he picked on me. Automatic weapon. Yeah, he we should have <laughs> died. Yeah, you know. Automatic weapon. I should have fallen off the log in shock, but anyway, missed me totally. But I found out when I came back that um, there was a family, the Bolt family. He was my deputy principal at Calabar, and his family used to pray for me every night. Wow. And I used to carry a Bible right here, just near the heart. And this is quite amazing, too. I used to pray by my bed. Mm -hmm. This is in in Nui Dat. This is the, you know, I was 21, 22. I mean, it's pretty good eh? in front of all these men. But So I believed in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and I think the Lord really looked after me because I should have died. I, if I'd have killed someone, I would have had that terrible memory. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I came back, uh, came back to my teaching job. I've been through a little bit of PTSD. It's when I came back from Vietnam, I went through a little... I think what happens after you've been in a war zone for a year, yeah, it affects the brain. I got, I had a, had a little bit of a tough time, but anyway, uh, so that was Vietnam. But when I came back, I think the Lord orchestrated it all, Nathaniel, because I started searching for what's, you know, what's life about. You know? Yeah. If I'd have stayed in Kalbarri, I probably would have been there for a long time, but and I, I, I believed in the Lord. Mm. But I, wouldn't, I don't think I was a really, you know, strong Christian.
1: You know? After that encounter with the machine gun, did yeah, you believe more?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I said, Lord, you know, you're very, very, you look after me, Lord. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, after, yeah, so I started on a bit of a search, you know. What's the point of life, you know? And uh, I was in a surf club, you know, I was 23, 24, um, played sport, Yep. But there was always something missing in my life, you know. And um, but the funny thing is, every now and again, I used to meet Christians, mm. you know. I just met them. And someone invited me to... A, back then, it was called a Keswick Convention. Yes. And um, I went along, and I, I think I'd actually made a commitment uh, to the Lord when I was 12. I went to an Anglican Sunday school. Yes. And I went to a camp. Yes. And I think I actually made a commitment... And there's a story after that of what I did in, with my life, you know. But um, anyway, I, I gave my life to the Lord. I don't know when I fully surrendered, but I started going to a Baptist church. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when my sort of real Christian life sort of started properly. Uh, a couple of years later, um, I went to England and I met some young Christians on the streets. Yes. And now I really on fire for God and uh, God did something in my life and I came back and I was really really on fire when I say so I don't know whether I got filled with the spirit but I was you know, going for God and um, yeah so that was 1973 1973 is this okay? Yeah keep, keep going
1: did you get baptised or uh,
0: I actually got baptised in the Baptist church okay um that was a nice church. I, I Sometimes a bit boring, but lovely church. The people were very lovely. Fine. Boring, yeah, lovely boring, yeah. Um, anyway, after going to England, then a bit of a story here. I was teaching in a in a in, a, in, a, in Belcata, and uh, I, as I said, I'm really keen going on for God, keen. But I was coaching athletics, mm-hmm. and. Um, one of the guys I was coaching, his name was Ashley Hawkran And his dad was pastor of a church in North Perth. Yes. And um, Ashley must have known that he was only 12 and mm-hmm. I was coaching him. And he said, well, why don't you come to dad's church? Hmm. Which was called City Chapel. And um, anyway, I went along and it was a, a Pentecostal church. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Anyway, it was very nice. It was just a lovely church. Anyway, I kept going. Yeah. And uh that's where I met Frank. He's Frank, he's now he's now passed away. Lovely, lovely man of God. But they were a Pentecostal church. And I think yeah. I got filled with the Spirit. Uh so that was nineteen seventy three, right? Then I got married. I met lovely Diane. Where did you meet her? There. At I church. met her at the church, yeah. So
1: at City Chapel?
0: At City Chapel, yeah. So I was twenty, about 28, 20 I was a bit wild, you know, sort of long hair and uh, I probably needed a bit of steady, but my heart was, you know, my heart was there anyway, so... A lot of booze in your life? No, no. Now, this is amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is not that flash. I mean, I'm not a drinker. Ah. Because I don't like beer. That's great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I was... Uh, no, I wasn't, wasn't on not drug training like that, but I just need a bit of steadiness, you mm-hmm. know.
1: Consistency.
0: Because, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Diane, when I asked her to marry me, she said yes. And then we went to a Bible college in New Zealand. Both of you? Yeah, called Faith Bible College. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. A guy called Des Short. It's still there now. In Auckland? Uh, in Taronga. Taronga. Yeah, lovely, lovely place. We're there only four and a half months. Mm-hmm. And, um, while I was there, uh, oh, by the way, I, well, when I was at teaching in Takari, I actually ran a bit of a, um, a youth group because there was, um, at the school, there were a lot of young people used to hang around the sc- you know, on Friday night. Yes. And for one year, I ran a teenage outreach in Belkata. hmm And that was tough work. Teenagers yeah. 13 to 15. Oh. So I did that for a year and, uh. In, Mo- in the school? No. Oh, there was a hall next door mm-hmm. every Monday night. And um, I did that for a year. And, uh, but there was a few testimonies come out of that later on in life. But, but anyway, so they were youth. But when I was in the Bible college, some children's workers came through. Yeah. And uh, they spoke about the importance of reaching children with the gospel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I felt the Lord really spoke to me. About reaching children. Yeah. Is I was a teacher as well, and he actually put a full-time call on my heart, and um, which is hard sometimes because you're teaching and you've got this. Anyway, I uh, I came back. Um, I started running sort of clubs after school. Yeah. Running a few camps. Yeah. And then 1987, mm-hmm. Pastor Frank asked me to be the children's pastor. Uh so I was forty. And uh, back but then But then you had four kids I, I had four kids. Uh, nineteen eighty seven. No, I had uh, had two. Two. Two, yeah. Yeah, Josh Josh and Luke. Yeah, so I've got four kids by the way, yeah. Adults. And you're a you're a good interviewer here, yeah, by the way. Um anyway, what happened yeah, so I I was full time.
1: At the time, you were working full-time at Balcada?
0: No, sorry. I was full-time. I, they asked me to be full-time children's pastor.
1: Yeah, at, at Shiloh.
0: At Shiloh, yeah. Now, they'd never had a children's pastor before, mm-hmm. so I had to make it up. Yeah. And uh, But I'm, my, I suppose you could say one of my gifts, I'm a, a bit of a mouth. You know, I like, actually, I love the body of Christ. I like, I used to rent people up in every way. So anyway, I, I started getting into schools back then. 1987, you could teach scripture. Yes. So I rang up different schools and I had to get a team together. And um, so I used to do that during... uh, I started off running a a kids' club in a school every day after school. So I did that for five days. Yeah. And then I I ran a, uh, a kids' club on the Friday night.
1: So where would you run those? At, at the school, in one of the halls? Uh,
0: yeah, just, just in one of the... I had to go to the principal and say, can I run this run this club after school? And, um, yeah, they allowed me to do that.
1: And um, what was in the club? It was it a teach... Oh, what would you teach oh, or activities? Oh,
0: um, Oh, no. Well, you've got to attract the kids. Yeah. So you have a few games. Yeah. Um I give them uh, a few biscuits and a, and a, and a drink. Um... Then you'd um, have a few songs, pretty basic, yeah. pretty basic, and then a Bible story, mm-hmm. uh, a few prizes. Uh, yeah, do that every every week. Yeah, um, in the different schools, um, and then something happened in 19, 1994. There was a gentleman. I think he's still going. His name is Bill Wilson. Okay, and he's an American, mm-hmm. right? I heard him in. In Sydney and Brisbane, and he ran, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, he ministers to, well, he used to thousands of kids in New York. Okay. He had long hair. Yeah. And um, I heard this man, and it really inspired me, you know, because he he ran a Sunday school for 20,000 kids. Out of that, he ran a youth group. Yes. This was in New York, in the Bronx. Yeah. Tough part of New York. 2,000 youth, and he also ran a church. Yeah. And uh, I actually got him to Perth. It took me a year I got him to Perth. But when I heard this man, I said, no, we've got all the clubs after school, we've got to put them all together. Yes. And then I ran this club called Club J on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Because I had access to all the schools, you see. Yeah. And the, the principals let me give out little flyers to the kids so yes. they could come along. So we ran this, this um, Club J a bit, pretty hard. On a Friday night. Yeah. You know, so you have all these kids come. We had a few buses because Bill Wilson used to have all these big bus ministry. Yeah. And um, so I was sort of copying it in a way in a very small... It was. In a small way. So we'd pick up kids. Um, the other thing we did, which would be very hard now, we used to run camps yes. for kids. We'd take them to, um, say, Point Perrin, a beautiful camp right on the beach, uh, Easter camps. I had a... A very good team that helped me is it's all it's all team yes of so. course. And then I know you're a prayer. we had a faithful every Tuesday we had a few little few people we'd get together to pray because mm. that's so important you know to do with the kids club and then the camps. so we'd, we'd get kids from Belga. we wouldn't charge them too much. yeah we'd have them say for four days. Um, we, we took canoes. Mm-hmm. Um, give them a great time, Yeah. and and also tell them about Jesus. Of course, and uh, and we, we always felt the presence of the Lord. You know, the Lord was very gracious, and uh, I mean, so, it'd be so hard to do that now, because back then you've got a lovely team. Um, the parents got, were very open. Yes, well, parents used to ring me up because they knew how I operated. Oh, Peter, look, we've only got. Thirty-five bucks, you know. The camp's fifty. Is that all right? Yeah, that's nice. You know, they knew they could bring them. Probably get rid of their kids. <laughs> but we had, you know, we had eighty to hundred kids, you know. But the Lord was there with us. He was very faithful because my heart has always been uh, to reach them when they're young. Yes, it of makes course. I'm actually getting a bit work fired up now uh, mm. because see, this is it. So many people who come to the Lord. Come to the Lord when they're young, of course, and that's when they're soft, and that's what I heard in Bible College. Yeah, you know, they're soft, they've got soft hearts, um, they're reachable. You've got to yes. reach them young, and uh, yeah, so that that's always been the vision. Yeah, um, often the hard part is always keeping them, but we used to run the Friday Club, so a bit like a church, yes. But I always think, well, Lord, we'll, we'll put the seat out, um, tell the kids, but we'll always tell them. There's a, a God in heaven who loves you. Mm. And that's always been, you know, that's what we always tell them. And then the other thing we did, Pastor Holkren said to me, Nathaniel, why don't you put up a tent? Yeah. You know, this is 1988. And, you know, basically I think I've got a bit of a faith, you know, trust God. I mean, I've read all these books about George Muller, you know, I mean, these amazing men of God and, and um, I think the Lord put in my heart, well, anyway, so I thought, well, oh, that's interesting. So we did that for 12 years. We used to pick a prime spot. Yes. One spot was on the corner of Beach and Wanneroo Road. Nice. And There's uh, always a circus there, isn't there? Yeah, it? there is. So we had to get hold of a tent. Yeah. And it's a big thing. But I'm a, I'm not a... Sound. Yeah, I'm not a rusher. I'm a bit of a, a long, you know, I sort of, we had to get the oval, I had to go to the city Wanneroo Shire, and get a tent. Yeah, um, and then like a program. And because I was, um, I had access to a phone. in the, In the years I was as children's pastor, I knew all the kids' workers in the city. Mm. I love it. You know, I love it when churches work together. And yeah. Anyway, so to run a tent from nine till three for mm. five days. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't need be, resources. You it need can't people. be boring. So. We used to have, you know, YWAM, different people in the city, yeah. clowns. I used to have a clown outfit. <laughs> and, and we'd make it fun for the kids, um, games. And then we have a little teaching section. We had uh, the kids brought their lunch. Um, but i tell you what, Nathaniel, I always felt God's presence in the tent. You know, we used yeah. to pray, Lord you Know protect the tent at night. We had people sleeping in the tent to guard it. To guard it uh, one night, I think, um, in Kareen, the um, the sprinklers went on, <laughs> yeah. <so laughs> inside the tent, inside the tent, but no, we yeah, we always prayed the angels around the tent. But we, I think, we sowed a lot of seeds, of course, and um, we did that for 12 years every uh, year, yeah. I'd say just once a year, yeah, uh, five days. Um, One year in Kareem. yeah, it was a special year. Um, I tried to work with the local churches, you know, try to get a committee together, and uh, we actually had a thousand kids come back then, nineteen ninety four. Phenomenal, no, but it was a god thing because um, back then the schools would let you advertise, yeah, and being in in the holidays and. um,
1: So this was in summer holidays around Christmas. Ah. or September.
0: Huh? Uh yeah. I started off in December, which was hard because yeah. it was hot, and then I went to April. April. April yeah. April was nice, so we did that in the holidays. And I mean, we only charged, you know, a couple of dollars. We didn't charge a lot, and I think the parents. It was a good babysitting. Said, yeah, I was going to say babysitting, and uh, we had lots of young people. You know, we used the kids were out on the park, and it was there were, I picked spots where it was very visual. Yeah. So you know, cars would go by and. And had a big sign, you know, kids' holiday tent. Yeah. And um we had some lovely, lovely young people, you know, used to help us and uh the main thing we wanted to honor the Lord, you know, that was the thing was tell these kids that there's a God in heaven he loves them. So and I love I love getting to the tent, you know, seven couldn't keep me away, you know, seven thirty in the morning we had a few people pray and then um, you know, the kids would wander in. Uh yeah. So it was...
1: And uh, your family life and all this time? Yeah. How well, was your wife? Was she part of this?
0: Diane, yeah, well, Diane was very supportive, you know. I had four four young... I mean, my sons used to help me when when they were older. Um, Diane's... It's not easy being the wife of a children's pastor. Of course not. And I was probably a bit gung-ho, you know. Um, but Diane's been very, very faithful, you know, still, still married and... Uh, Forty-five years. Yeah, she loves the Lord and, um, yeah, supported me. She'd come down at lunchtime uh, with my lunch and uh, she'd come to the camps, you know, so,
1: yeah. Did she also work or she mainly looked after the kids Uh, uh, initially?
0: Yeah, initially she she didn't work. Now, later on she she was a teacher assistant. Mm -hmm. She worked in a school and...
1: uh, So what's the gap between the kids? You had two and two.
0: Uh, nineteen nineteen seventy eight was my first one, Josh. Yep. Nineteen eighty was Luke. Yes. Uh, nineteen eighty five was Jonathan. Mm. Hmm. And nineteen eighty nine was my daughter Amy. Beautiful. So yeah, four, four, um, four adult kids. Yeah, there's not, no one married at the moment. Okay. But no, they're they're doing well. There's a few stories there, but they're a bit, bit.
1: Are they in the Lord?
0: Uh, yes, yeah, one of my sons, I think he believes, but he's, he's 35, he's, um, I think he's still making up his mind. But yeah, my sons are with the Lord and my daughter. Yeah. Amy. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's interesting because you, you always wonder, you know, you've led so many kids to the Lord and then you think, well, I just pray and hope that my kids last the distance as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: well, I try to, I've always tried to, you know, be a good father. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I understand that. I mean, you don't want. That's right. You don't want to tell everyone else and uh, and lose your family. So, <clears throat> I've done my best, you know, to to um, you know show them God's love. You know, I used to take them to. Um, I mean, my sons are, and daughter have been very sporty. You know, we yes. used to play t ball, football, cricket. You'd mm-hmm. uh, be a taxi. Yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so it's to take them, and I, I love watching sport. You know, I'm a sporty person. Actually, I play a bit of golf, and I'm, and my wife and I in a kayak club. Nice. We Go kayaking. So on you
1: it. still go? Yes. Yeah, it's, well, it's something one of that, those that you need to balance, or well, a, a bit flatter one. Uh, say again. Is it one of those uh, pointy oh, ones? Oh
0: well, no, actually, uh, well, it's it's called a sit-in. It's okay. fairly. Some of them are very gun ho. You know, they're they're very. Th- Thin. Very thin. And the, you know, kayak Club, some of the guys that are really going to, oh, we are we just enjoy the journey. So I've got an older one. Yes. But my wife's got probably a bit more modern, but it's something that Diane and I can do together. Yes. And um, it's beautiful. It's I'm,
1: captive. You're in the same boat.
0: It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, but with two different boats. That's oh, beautiful. you go with two boats. Yeah, two boats. Well, yeah, two boats, yeah. Uh, on the bit, river? On the river. All different parts uh, mm. all over Perth. Um, which we love. Um, we quite probably, we hike about, say, 6K altogether.
1: Oh, and that's uh, a fair...
0: Well, 3K, 3K. And then come have back. coffee and then come back for 3K.
1: So you'd go in Guildford around that yeah, area? Yeah,
0: Guildford, Middle Swan, Applecross, um, yeah. Shelley. Okay. Uh, main in the river. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're a lovely group of people. And
1: uh, It's a beautiful dome at Mount Pleasant, isn't it?
0: That is lovely. <laughs> Water Point is very nice. No, yeah. it's just a lovely spot. And, uh, and there's a
1: beach there you can just... Yes, like. uh-huh. uh,
0: it is just a beautiful spot. Yeah. So we've done that. And I one thing I do enjoy, um, I play a bit of golf. Mm. So uh, I play golf on a Monday with a group of guys. And uh, it's a bit of fun, you know. Yeah. So,
1: but I'd, I'd need some lessons. I live next to Wembley Golf Course, but oh, I don't...
0: Well, I'm going there on Wednesday. Okay. That is a beautiful spot.
1: I I ran around it this morning at five.
0: You look you look very fit. <laughs> no, look, it's uh, it's a lovely game, but it's um it's always a challenge, you know. It's always a yeah. it's always a challenge, but uh, yeah, it's something I enjoy and.
1: Uh, I love golf. I just don't get enough uh, time to do it, and you do play golf. I I'm, I don't have the skills, and that doesn't make it so enjoyable, you know.
0: Uh, it's not an easy game to play. I've been playing for <laughs> a long time, and um, I still you know, hit the ball all over the place. But uh yeah, it's um,
1: a, I don't do woods, I just do irons. Uh, I tee off with a three or a four iron. Yeah, no, just straight good. down the no. well, look, straight it's,
0: it's it's uh not expensive and you're out in the sun and uh you know, you have a little bit of a chat as you're walking along and, yeah. and then you finish at the end and have a chat and have a coffee and uh no, it's, it's a really, beautiful experience. It's lovely, yeah. So that's something I enjoy. And then,
1: um, so after you left um, Shiloh and yeah. you started your own ministry.
0: Well, it was called Sunshine Children's Sunshine Ministry. Sunshine Ministry. Yeah. How was that chapter? Well, I did that. I did that um, from 1999 mm-hmm. to 2006.
1: So where were you based at the Church of Christ? Uh, yes. Yeah. In the Church of Belga. Christ
0: in Belga gave me an office. And, uh, I mean, John was very supportive, but I was sort of out, 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 out basically out so of So we only. were,
1: we were across the road. Yes, you were. And we yeah. probably, we would have crossed paths, yes. but we never knew each other.
0: No, that's right. Well, I didn't get to, didn't get to meet, uh, I knew the Baptist pastor. Yeah. I, I knew the Church of Christ pastor, but I didn't have the Romanian pastor, but no. I should have done that. But yeah, so I was there, um, uh, but there's a bit of a story, um, Probably the hard part of the story, but this is this is honest. Yes, um, I went through a little bit of um, I went through some PTSD after a lot of Vietnam vets. Yes, and even Afghanistan guys go through some tough times. Yeah, post traumatic. Yeah, and, and I went through uh, a couple of times. It was called clinical depression. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what was wrong with me. Yeah. Uh, later on, I did go to a doctor. This is quite a few years later. Mm. And the doctor told me that because of your time in Vietnam, the stress that you suffered, that you went through, causes a chemical imbalance in the brain. Yeah. And I didn't know that. Mm. And, then, and then, yes, she, she explained it all and she explained how I would get better. Yes. And um, so after, after 2006... Um, I've been through this sort of a bit of a tough time early in my life. And anyway, some of my army mates mm. said, um, look, you've been through all this. You should apply for this army pension. Okay. Right. Which I knew nothing about.
1: Even though you only had, what, two years or three years of service? It, I only had one year. One year or so. Yeah.
0: But it's a um, it's a special payment. Yeah four diggers or soldiers who've been through some tough times. Yes. I knew nothing about it. And at the stage, at that time, I was working as a chaplain hmm. in two primary schools, which I loved. I was a... Um, Employed or... Yeah, a, a no, manager? no. I was part of Sunshine. So I yeah. worked in two schools. Um, I was getting supported. You know, a few people were giving me yeah. finance and the church was helping me. And um, so... Um, I applied for this army. I didn't really, I felt, mm, it was a bit bit hard because in order to apply, I had to stop work. I was 59. Ah. And so I had to go to two um, principals mm-hmm. and tell them that um, because I'm applying for this army pension, I have to stop work, which I found very
1: hard. Couldn't you do it as a voluntary?
0: Oh, yeah, I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, sorry, I had, yeah, I could, but... Anyway, but I had to I had to basically stop sunshine then, you see, yeah. because I was... Like, anyway, and the um, um, veteran affairs are quite tough. Of and course. Even though I'd been through... I was a digger, you know, I mean, been in the jungle all that It's time
1: almost all. like getting combo It is, yeah. So <laughs>
0: like, anyway, I'd put in an application and uh, um, three months later, come back, Peter, you've been unsuccessful. Mm. So i put in for a few times. Anyway, eventually they, they granted it to me. Wow. And, um, and, uh, and that was 19, uh, when was that 2005? Yes. So since that time, I have been a volunteer. Yeah. So as you said, yes. Yeah, so I still kept on um, in the school still a, uh, I could be a chaplain. yeah, but I was a, still taught scripture, still running clubs, but mm. just as a volunteer. Mm. And um, I'm 74 now. And up Beautiful. till up till last year I was running a I called a treasure hunters club in a school which is through youth care. Yes. Unfortunately now most schools unfortunately don't want scripture. Yeah. Which is very hard. I understand because they've got in you know, all the different religions. But you can run a lunchtime program through youth care. Yes. Um where you can it's a values based program that mm-hmm. you can put in a Bible story. Okay. So, um...
1: So kids would give up their lunch?
0: Yes. So I did that for three years in a school. So in, where
1: would you do that? In the library? Just or a... in the
0: library, yeah. I used to play golf. Yeah. Right, play golf on Monday morning. I'd go to the school. The kids would come out at recess time. I'd make sure they saw that I was there. And then I'd go in, to the, in with the teachers, have morning tea with them. And then I'd go to the library and set it all up. Yeah. And... um Tried to make it fun, you know. We had a few games and always a Bible story. I used to have little prizes uh, from the reject shop and Teddy Bear. You know, I used to try and every now and again, give them little prizes. and But just to tell them God's love. And we had, always had kids come.
1: So what would you call it? A lunch club? Or? Yeah, it
0: was called a treasure hunters.
1: Treasure hunters. It's
0: through youth care. Um, okay. Some schools still have scripture, but not quite as many now.
1: So when uh, those who have uh, Scripture, it's part of the curriculum, yeah? Uh, Or is it an optional?
0: No, that's optional. But a lot of schools now, their program is so filled that they can't have Scripture. That's what they taught one by one So they
1: probably have religious studies, some of the schools?
0: Uh, Not really. No? No, no. These are are state schools. Okay. Uh, And even when I was a teacher, I could tell kids probably Bible stories. Yeah. You know? But... um, Anyway, but through treasure hunters, you mm-hmm. can you can at least do a Bible story, but do some values. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did that for three years, and uh, uh, unfortunately, the school a lovely school, but now they've got all these other lunchtime activities, so it sort of got squeezed out. But that's okay. I understand. So I'm seventy four, and I'm just maybe trying to get into another school now. Yeah, hallelujah. You know, I can't, you know, I. I've still got plenty of energy, you know. I I, I walk, I try to walk every day, I, you know. Uh,
1: Do you get involved at C3 where you're at the moment?
0: Uh, not at the moment. See, I'm more of a, my heart is more the evangelism. Mm-hmm. And um, my, I think the main thing I've done over the last few years is being in the schools. But I like going to the church. Yeah. I mean, Jason, he's a lovely pastor. Yeah. I see John there, John. He had a 30-year reunion um, on Saturday, 30 wow. years, John. He he did a, He did was my boss for 12 years. He did a good job, John. Looked after me. So I basically go to the church. You know, I, I know quite a few of the people say hello, but I'm not really... I mean, I could greet people at the door. You know, I could do that. Yeah. But, um, which I like. I love talking to the people, but I think now I'm... My heart is more the... But it's, it's it's not easy to... I'm more the evangelist. That's more my heart, so...
1: Wouldn't uh, would it be a time for you to uh, equip people with the same passion oh, that you yes. have? Oh,
0: no, yes. Sorry, that's another side of the story. Yeah. Because through Sunshine... Yes. We used to do seminars. hmm and, um, and that's good. Thank you for asking me that. Because while I was children's pastor, every year... I used to run a um, like a seminar for children's workers in the city, mm. and I would invite some good shot, big shot over from the east. Yeah, and he would come over, you know, and talk. Yeah, and that way we'd network. Yes. So that was also my other heart. Sorry, my heart was to encourage, equip, and encourage equip. others. I'm not yeah. a my gift is not teacher. I'm more an evangelist, but I'm an encouraging. I like to. Get, I, I'm a gatherer. Yeah. And um, and when I heard Bill Wilson in Sydney and Brisbane, yeah. I went to the guy's name was Ivan Herald. He was the pastor who brought Bill from New York. Mm-hmm. And I said to this guy, is there any chance of getting Bill to Perth? Mm. Right. Because he went to Sydney and yep. Brisbane. Anyway... He said yes. So I worked on that for a year. I basically sent out invitations all over Perth. Yeah. And no one really knew him, mm. but he was he was an amazing guy. Anyway, we got him. He, he, Shiloh was filled with people. Mm. Shiloh. Even the pastors came because he, he had a he had an amazing heart. Yeah. Long hair. He'd been shot at, you yes. know, in New York. And um, I think they had an offering, offering for him. And they raised ten thousand for a truck. Because he Whoa. used to go out into the suburbs of New York yes. with a truck and do street pre- street mm. evangelism with all you know, we'd go into the flats yeah. and he'd get all the kids, they'd come. So yeah, that was Mother Hardest to encourage people.
1: Yeah.
0: See, I'm even saying this now, you know, gotta get out there and reach the kids. Yeah, you know, not just the church kids. Yeah. The other kids. Well, um... Kids who don't hear about... I'm going to life. twist
1: your arm on air now. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we need all the help we can get at Nolamara. And it's it's your it's your type of neighbourhood with Mirabuka High School across the road. Yeah. Well,
0: if there was ever a chance to in, maybe inspire... Yeah. Is that's more my heart. In, encourage, inspire. I mean, I love it when I hear of a church... I'm getting a bit warmed up now, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um... I love it when I hear of churches who have a children's outreach. Yeah. I mean, I know it's important. because I also used to run the Sunday school, so every yeah. Sunday morning I'd be doing the lessons, the lessons, getting a team together. But my heart was more the unchurched. So yes. when I hear of churches that have a, you know, like a um, an after school club. Yeah. Um, a Friday night club, you know, where kids from the local area can come.
1: I think uh, young teenagers are most uh, vulnerable today. You know, before it was maybe twelve to fourteen, but now yes. I think it's like nine to twelve, nine oh, to
0: thirteen. They are, and, and see, they it was on their phone, Nathaniel, yeah. You know, and yeah. uh, but it's not easy. The hard part now is you got to get, you got to be trusted. Yeah. I mean, I don't think now I could probably run a camp because all I'd have to do would touch a kid. Yeah. You know. Oh, Mr. Jackson, you know what I mean. So it's very hard. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, but as you said, um, reaching the children when they're young yeah. has been my passion since nineteen seventy three. Yes. And still there. Um, yeah. So.
1: What's Diane doing at the moment?
0: Well, Diane, last week kayaking, we were carrying the kayak down to the river, and there was a little step. Uh-huh. And Diane lost didn't see foot. the step, lost her footing, twisted her arm.
1: Oh, dropped the kayak.
0: And dropped the kayak, and she's got a bone that's... So she's probably just resting. So it's not... It's broken. So for three weeks, she's got a foot in a moon boot. Oh. But Diane, uh, yeah, well, we we support our family. Um, we've got a lovely daughter helping my... She's cooking tea tonight. I'm not the best cook. You know, I'm not the best cook. Yeah. Uh, I try to do my best, you know. So Diane, I mean, we go... Um, we like to walk. Yes. Um, we love to go to Malalu Beach and... Mm-hmm. Um, go do the for morning a walk. walk. Go for a walk along the beach. North or south? Uh, north. Uh, north to Ocean Reef. yeah. Um, so we love walking. Oh, the other thing we've got, we've got a caravan.
1: Oh, and the I Australian love, dream. I love caravan. The second Australian dream.
0: I love it, yes. Now, I, um, Dianne and I, we love that. I mean, yep. we like getting out, getting out, doing things together. Um, you meet so many nice people caravanning. Yeah, it's another and, world. And, um, it's so easy. You've got this little, you know, not a flash caravan. Pop-up. Pop-up, yeah, but, uh. You know, simple meals. We go for walks. You know, yeah. went to calbarry Exmouth. Yeah. Uh, go for walks. Um, we did take our kayaks to Calvary. Mm. Uh I play golf. No, I don't play golf. You know, I take my kayak. Take my yeah. golf clubs with me. So, Diane. Do they fit yeah, in the kayak? Uh, <laughs>
1: Do the golf clubs? No. Hit in the kayak? No.
0: No. 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 I just put them in the back of the car. Yeah. And um, take half of the wood. Yeah. Whenever I go to a place. Yeah. I, if they've got a golf course, I say, can I, have a, you know, can I play? And normally it's called scroungers, you know, you're hit with a few guys and, yeah, and um, yeah, that's good. So we walk, um, kayak, um, go to coffee when we can, meet some friends, you know. So basically, yeah, so. That's nice.
1: So what's next for you, Peter?
0: Next for me, well, I'm still, actually I got a phone call from a school today, um, um, which I'd love to go into this school, but they said, "Oh, the board um, didn't want a treasure hunters club." So, so I've got to find another school. No, well, we just carry on. I'm a, I'm a support for my family. Yeah. Um, I support a few needs there, but I uh, try to be a good dad. Uh, play sometimes play golf with my my sons. Mm-hmm. Um, well, just just carry on. Um, Love God. Um, my heart also is that I live in marine grew opposite a lovely park. Yes. And uh, another thing I, I tried, but it didn't happen. Um, I heard a guy at the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, and he was from Brazil. hmm And he talked about street chaplains. Yes. I can't remember the context. He talked to them, but... Where I live in Moringa, I've got a lovely park. It's near the golf course. Yeah. And I know a lot of the people around the area. Mm. And um, I thought of the idea of having like a chaplain in the streets Mm. so that if people have got a need or something. Anyway, I did ring up. There's a lady who runs street chaplaincy in Northbridge. Yes. And she said, it's a great idea, Peter, but we haven't got enough for... Northbridge, Northbridge, let alone start. But the, the idea, I, I, I still, uh, you know. But it's only because I see the people in the area and yeah. to be able to help or be available, you know. But anyway, but anyway. So what's next? Well, I'm seventy four. Keep living. <laughs> I've just started walking in the mornings. Yeah. I did that for quite a while, but I've sort of lapsed. So now I get up at six and do a little half hour walk. Go out with well. I can't do much with dying at the moment. We were going to Walpole on the twenty third. On the twenty third for a camp. But um, you can't now. Yeah. I was so looking forward to it, but that's that's fine, you know. Yeah. yeah so that's why I said I couldn't come.
1: Legacy. Back. Let's look legacy.
0: Well, um, with my family, that I've tried to be the best dad I can. Yeah. Um, try to be the best husband. Sometimes you're not always the best husband, but you do your best. But also I tried to implant that vision mm-hmm. of, of reaching the children for Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that's uh, probably...
1: I think you've got some goal there. You know, I've seen it done in many countries, especially mission countries, I've been to lots, lots of countries, and even what we've done in Indonesia, for example, is through the children. We transformed uh, villages and towns... Beautiful. ...through the children, educating children, teaching them the word. Uh, And um, today they flourish, the ministries are growing, they're thriving. That is beautiful. Yeah, well,
0: Jesus never turned the children away. So now I... um, it's still there and it's lovely that you and as i said i'm hoping one day someone interviews you
1: yeah because one day um, they will.
0: you're very um, i have to say you know i've watched a few of your people interviewing and you're very um, um a lovely interviewer you know and i felt very relaxed you know it's not always easy talking about yourself <laughs> but um I've shared some tough things, you know. Sometimes Mm. I think, should I share that? But I'm who I am. Yeah. And God's been faithful, you know. um, Of course,
1: he has. Over the
0: years, I love uh, I love to pray. Uh, I'm not an intercessor, but I love to, um, you know. When we used to run camps, we used to pray the tents. We'd always pray, and after that's all finished, I'd get with my prayer team. Yes. And I'd I'd go through all the things we prayed. Thank you, Lord, for the weather. Yeah. Thank you that we had lovely leaders. Thank you yeah. that kids came to the Lord. Thank you that no one got injured. So nice. And I still like to I'm pretty basic, simple simple Christian. You know, thank God, you know, He sure. does a great job. So I just want to make it to the end. You yes. Know? I just want to keep keep keeping keep on. keep keeping on, loving God, being available to share mm. the gospel, you know, when I can. Yeah if I can, when I can, or yeah. being kind to people, you know, yeah. showing them God's love, so so that's 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 pretty...
1: Well, thank you. You've also encouraged me just in a few words here, so that's just wonderful. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, you're very kind, and um, uh, I mean, I've watched some of them. I mean, sometimes you think other people are watching, but I'm, I'm, I'm who I am, you know. Yeah. I'm not a flash, I'm just an ordinary person who loves God, but uh, we've got a big God, you know. And, of course uh, they do. And we're all so blessed, aren't we? And then are yeah. not. And I'll finish off by saying one thing: we've got a beautiful eternity one day mm. to look forward to. You know? Yeah, but we give it our best shot now.
1: I think I think that's a goal.
0: So thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Well, what a beautiful story. Um, <laughs> what a beautiful inspiration as well. You know, many people take children's ministry as a side ministry or something. You know, in one of the back rooms of the church. It should be our prime ministry. It should be something that we prioritize because there's the kingdom of God and we need to become right. like little children. And it's a massive opportunity to outreach the children in the community. There are so many needs at every age and we have the gifting. So much has been given to us. Mm-hmm. So I just pray that uh, Peter's story tonight inspires you and ignites in you a passion for the children. to reach out to to them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. And if you love this content, please share it with other people so they can hear it or listen to it. You find us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Amazon Music, on Spotify, on YouTube, of course, and uh, on many other channels uh, where you listen to podcasts. We thank you and we look forward to seeing you next time at Kingdom Stories from Down Under. Thank you for joining us on Kingdom Stories from Down Under. We'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and share these stories with your wider community. And remember, every story is worth sharing, including yours.